Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, it's been a while since I said hello and welcome to another Spurs show. So good to come back for this special show. Uh, keen listeners will know we've been doing this occasional series, Top 10 Tottenham, that uh, Theo has already been a guest on, as is Andy Linden. But we're taking a break from Top 10 Tottenham this week to do an actual Spurs show, because as we all know, so much, so much has happened in the pre-season so far. Normally it's everything done on the last day, on deadline de- deadline day, all gets done. But for the first time in living memory, we've done most of our business uh, early. So to discuss what's been going with me is my co-host, Theo Delaney. How are you, Theo? I'm good. I'm excited, Mike. I know, we're all I'm excited. excited. I know. Yeah. It's, uh, I haven't felt yeah. this, this confident in a while. So we know it all gets no. hits up. And a yeah. man who's seen Tottenham go tits up on many, many occasions. <laughs> Actor, comedian, writer, raconteur, Andy Linden returns. How are you, Andy? Oh, good. Great to be back. Thanks for having oh. me on. Um, same as you guys. Uh, quietly excited. Yeah, and on caution, as always. But um, as you pointed out, Mark, we, we've done our shopping on mm. early. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, let's just see, shall we? Um, I, <laughs> I, I've heard this through, uh, um, sort of grapevine. Um, yes, we have done our shopping early, but through my sources, I've heard that, uh, Levy's family are being killed at gunpoint. <laughs> what? Killed at gunpoint, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will let. No, that's only one yeah, source. Only one source. Know, uh, exactly. Um, you're the yeah, you're the yeah. person. Hold. Another one is yeah. that uh, he is under severe, a heavy concussion at the yeah, moment. Probably that as well. <laughs> probably both. But I mean, Theo, what, what's incredible is that 
at the end of the season, again, you know, with, with social media, all these various football websites, it's very difficult, probably more than ever now, to kind of get to the truth of the matter. And, you know, and, and yeah. as over the years, there we've been linked with so many players. But what, seemed to, what seemed to be apparent and quite clear for most sources at the end of the season, once we got Champions League qualification, it was pretty put out there that Antonio Conte is looking to get six players in. He didn't go to detail about which players would go out, but it liked six players in. And as we record this show, we're, we're, four have absolutely been done. And we think, and we'll talk about all these players, Longley and Spence are probably the two that will bring it up to six. And there's still talk of us trying to get possibly another centre-back in. So I think the thing what we'll do tonight is go through those um signings but the other thing Theo which is incredible there's the problem has been Enoch for a certain amount of years not only players had to go out before we could buy there was this thing that if a player was bought for a certain price Levy and Enoch would not sell them until he best got his money back and that is the second thing that's gone out the window and the third thing that's gone out the window for the first time that's been public is Enoch themselves Joe Lewis's company have dipped into their own money, as it were, Enix money, and transferred that into Tottenham Hotspur's account. And we believe at least 100 million of that is being used for transfers. And if you tot it up now, not all of that's been used yet. And there's probably a bit of money that was already in the budget anyway. So I know that was a lot of questions, but uh, <laughs> it's been seismic, hasn't it, Theo? Well, uh, yeah. And for years, I've thought, you know, as we all have, that Levy is, uh, as a land economist, a brilliant businessman. That's why we've got the best stadium in the world and the best training ground in the world. And uh, also, to be fair to him, our performance, even on the pitch since he's been in charge, has is, is uh, is easily beaten his predecessor's performance with Alan Sugar. But there's been a lot of uh, antipathy towards him because... He's not a football man, and he's often, when we've had opportunities to step forward, he hasn't grasped the nettle and done it, and that's because of his business instincts. But what I've always said is his business instincts and Joe Lewis's are to invest and accumulate and have their assets grow and become more valuable. Mm -hmm. And that when you think about it, if it's a football club, a top, top level football club, one thing you absolutely have to do if you're going to increase the value of your asset, because which, which eventually they will sell at a vast yeah. profit, is success on the pitch. And he's not ever quite managed to get that working. And it seems to me that he has now looked at these two guys, Paratici and Conti, and the penny has dropped with, with Levy, where he's thought, actually, this is more than any other opportunity we've ever had. This is the big opportunity. Mm. I've got, I would, from a business point of view, I would be mad not to give them their head and not to trust them because, because, because otherwise, what's the point of having a football club? And I think that's what's changed. And, and Joe Lewis, crucially, has seen it the same way because at the end of the day, it's Joe Lewis who has his hands on the purse strings. He's the majority, he, he really is the ultimate owner. Mm. You know, he owns most of it. And they both looked at the situation and thought, we've got the stadium now, we've got the training ground, we've got. Uh, we've got two guys here running it for us who are genuine world-class experts at what they do, a world-class coach manager and a world-class player of the market. If we don't back them now and don't invest now, when are we ever going to do mm. it? When are we ever going to? And that's what that's what's happened. And we, we're seeing it before our very eyes. And that's why I am absolutely be, be, I'm, I, I'm so excited. I'm excited to the point of indignity. <laughs> I am 
going around. I'm stopping people in the street. Complete strangers, yeah. Yeah, because I just think they've finally done what we've wanted them to do for so mm. long. And you look, and then when you look at actually what's happened so far, as you say, we're only in early July. You look at that, what's happened in the market so far, you just think, I think we might. I mean, you know, as Spurs fans, you're always loathe to make outlandish predictions and stuff, but I think we might be on the verge of something. Historic. Well, let's talk about that in a minute. Andy, I mean, the other thing that I think has to be mentioned from a business point of view is that Enoch have seen Chelsea, okay, in strange circumstances because of uh, Abramovich and all that. But it's seen Chelsea go for, I think, around £4 billion. It wasn't like there was one bidder. There was a team of, there was many companies, quite a lot of America, looking at it. So as, as Theo's already mentioned here, you know, there was a business. They all looked to sell and maximise at a certain rate. They obviously got Tottenham now in, in, in terms now relatively cheaply. Yes, they've invested uh, with the stadium and the training ground. But now they can look at, by spending this relatively small amount of money in business terms, if they can now get us challenging for the title, challenging game for the Champions League, you know, the stadium selling out week on, week out, the food and drink doing well, it just raises, wherever they sell it to, you go, you've got a world-class stadium, you've got one of the best managers in the world, one of the best teams in the world, and the fact that Chelsea went for that kind of money without a stadium, with a stadium that still needs to be redeveloped, it's all there. If you one of these big companies that goes, we want to ready buy a package which is all there, Tottenham Hotspur are surely it now, aren't they, Andy? Well, okay, let's um, just digress a minute. Um, yeah, we're talking Chelsea. Um, Chelsea are, uh, despite um, the fall of um, the Russian czar, um, Chelsea are for me a real prime proposition the reason being uh, in, in my opinion is that look what they've done in the last 15 to 17 18 years look at the crutch of trophies that this club has won we, you've got to remember Chelsea uh, and I'm being some sort of sad historian here but if we go back to um, say the 60s where you know, uh, as a lot of the supporters would say, uh, um, they're all fur coat and no drawers. Mm. That's what they were. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. They never had a Dina to being, shall we yeah. say. Like that. And we were the aristocrats. We were the Spurs. We were. And yet, what you're saying, mate, I do, I do agree with you, but I think we need now to create more history to be that proposition you're right we've got the event stadium sorry the stadium <laughs> we've got the stadium now in place and we've got all this yes the state-of-the-art training ground and all that i've been screaming but yes we need to win trophies now but the other to match but that, the other, but to, the other... to be that mm. you know round sorry to interrupt you, but, uh, to be chelsea to be liverpool We've got to start accumulating trophies, and then we really will be a proposition, in my opinion. Mm. The other thing, yeah. Theo, is we've got currently still a world-class goalkeeper, an absolute world-class mm. centre-back, two strikers in the prime of their career, who at some stage will slightly wane. Timing-wise, they couldn't leave it. He couldn't turn around and go, I'm buying a few for the future now. This It's now or never. Now, look, 
It's Spurs. We might be talking this time next season and go, oh, well, Conte left in January and it didn't work out and that awful Kane injury and who knows? That's football. You don't know what's going to happen. But surely now, with the team he's got and the players we're going to discuss in a minute uh, and having a pre-season and having now, there's a new technical director, there's a new set-piece coach, Paratich has got a couple of people now working around him. They're now getting in the people they want Plus the track record, as you mentioned, I think under Paratici, I think he brought Romero in, Kulisevsky, yeah. Benton Kerr, yeah. all three, all three have hit the ground running and slotted straight in. And you, they are absolute players that start if fit. It, it, is got, it does feel like now or never, doesn't it, Theo? Totally. I just feel that and that's the difference. It, like, as you say, in the past, they've, they've tended to buy players with, with potential for sell-on value and they've had all those kind of rules. And what they've seen, recognised, and it's, it's plain to, to all of us, the thing about Conti is he doesn't, he's not interested unless he can really be a contender. Mm. He said that very clearly. I'll come, yeah. but next season I want to be in a position to challenge for the big prizes. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. I'll just go somewhere else where I can mm. be. So what they're buying, what they're doing now this year, is they're buying for this season, and mm. that's why it is so. That's why I said the other day I haven't been this excited since we bought Crooks and Archibald <laughs> because when you. And in a way, it's a bit similar because if you look at that team, that team was fantastic. They had a glaring, mm. glaring vacancy up front. Yeah. You know, there were. It had the, one of the best midfields ever assembled. Mm. If you look at, you know, with with Hoddle and uh, just with Hoddle and Ardiles, two of the greatest players on earth at the time, you know. And we had and up front we had John Duncan, Chris Jones, and Jerry Armstrong. And Ian Moores, Juris- yeah, Ian Moores. I wasn't even going to mention yeah. Ian Moores. So due respect to them, we bought Crooks and Archibald. Totally made sense. Immediate. Well, even they were young, actually, and unproven mm. at the level we took them to, but. And it feels like that. It feels like we're we're putting uh, pieces into the jigsaw that will make us serious next season. Not maybe in two or three years when they all start gelling and they all come to. I mean, Paris. Well, we'll talk about mm. the individuals, but these are signings that are designed to make us into not just a great first eleven, by the way, but a great squad, which is what we're going to need to have. Five subs next season. Two incredibly demanding uh, competitions: the Premier League and the Champions mm-hmm. League. You look at the teams that that we really are serious about contending with, City and Liverpool in particular, they don't just have a, a great 11. They have a great, you know, 22-24. And that's, that's, what we, that's what we're building. Yeah. Well, look, let's go to a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to look at the players in so far. Uh, we'll have a brief look at the players we think, will, as we record this today, looks like they're moving on. Back in one minute. And we're back from the break. Don't forget, all through uh, this close season, uh, we're doing pretty much two shows a week. As well as this show, there's Top 10 Tottenham. There's been some great ones been. Check them out. Some great ones coming up, uh, including uh, ex-presenter Phil Cornwell, Tracy Crouch MP coming up. Lots of great, great shows. Richard Blancheflower, son of Danny, uh, also was interviewed, wow. which was quite a show as well. Some really, really good ones. Uh, and so, and also our daily news show, Expo Interviews, original documentary series on Spurs. Go to patreon.com slash Spurs show. It's literally like 50p a week. Follow us on Facebook, 
Twitter, and Instagram. Brand new merchandise now. Go and get some lovely new merch for the summer. The link is in the description to this podcast. We've got a brand new Emma Raducanu Spurs t-shirt. One with Adele. One with Peter Cook in a sort of Spurs panini strip. Some extraordinary t-shirts, really. You'll see them. You'll immediately buy them for yourself or a loved one. Go and check them out now while they're still available. And also, don't forget, you can sign up now for next season. Our lovely, wonderful monthly live shows. They're back next season. Go to season.spurshow.net. It's like a 10 quid a month to get you and a mate in. Um, we, we kick off next season, Wednesday, 28th of September, with Neil Razor Ruddock. And you know what kind of night that's going to be. So come and sign <laughs> on us, me and Theo, are there are all the shows. Andy, let, let's start with uh, In Goal. Um, obviously, Hugo Lloris is, is, is again, a uh, uh, really good season last season. We'll start. But the issue we've had for a while is the number two. Joe Hart didn't play that much at all when he did okay. Last season, Gallini uh, obviously played in that Chelsea uh, League Cup uh, tie, was at fault for the first goal. We've now gone out and bought uh, Forster uh, from Southampton, who is a regular at Celtic. Played very, very well. I saw. I watched the um, Southampton-Arsenal game this season. Forster was absolutely tremendous. We've now got a, a, a number two who can actually push Hugo uh, and, and, and keep him on his toes, which surely, as if in a goalkeeper position, is, is, it's got to be what you want. Yeah, he's um, um, a big mm. leg. What is he? 6'4", uh, 6'5". Yeah, yeah. He, he's... Um, uh, yes, I'm not quitely impressed at number two. Um, the only reason, again, I'm being somewhat diffident. Why is that? Well, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> I, I was at that Southampton game when we uh, we drew this season, and he wasn't great. He got very lucky. In my, he fumbled a few balls there. Uh, but no, um, you know, he's uh, he's quite good uh, in terms of uh, six yards. Uh, he said, yeah, box, I'd say. Um, good shot stopper as well. Like sure. frame, isn't it? As a number yeah. two, look, we've got to be happy. Also, for me, um, it's we desperately need a English quota yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Uh, um, and that, and that's, I think that's becoming imperative. Yeah. The keeper, um, yeah, as a number two, I think eventually, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I think within a season or two, I think we should be looking at a keeper. Mm. Well, in addition, well, well I, I think I think we're fine <laughs> for next season, I think. Yeah, Theo, then, I the, the, then the next one that came in, I, I think out of all of them, I'm probably most excited about, and I've seen him play many times, I've seen him play against us. Uh, I think when he was, when he was, I think he was at Barcelona at the time, Ivan Perisic. Uh, on uh, free transfer from Inter Milan. Again, we talked about Levy. I think he's 33. Uh, yeah. Certainly not the kind of player we go for. Still, when you look, I'm not a big fan of stats. But if you do look at the stats, you see how much ground he covers, how much he does. Um, an absolute ready-made wing back who Conte has already managed. So it's not like he doesn't know what he's got. He knows exactly what he's going to get. This is a kid, well, kid 33, keeps himself fit. Vastly experienced, an absolute winner, won stuff wherever he is. Having someone like him come in is, I just think, extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, he's by any measure one of the world's top wing backs, and we've got him. And like you say, it's not just his 
ability. He's obviously a top, top. And it, it wasn't always a wing back, of course. It was Conte who turned him into a wing yeah. back. Before that, he was more of a winger. He was a front man. Yeah. And Conte, like he did with Moses at Chelsea and everything, he he just saw that quality in him. He knew he could make him into that. And he's a, so he's a good wing back. Very, very good wing back. Um, but it's not just his ability. It's that thing that those kind of players bring that seniority that been there done it that knowledge of how to win and get Especially over the line the Champions and League that, as well those, exactly yeah, those I mean League exactly he's vastly experienced in the Champions League nothing will phase him and those players who are less experienced will learn from him mm. both by example and, and no doubt but he seems like a really good guy as well yeah. I mean, I think of him we're playing for Croatia, of course, and he played, mm. he was very much a part of England's undoing in that semi-final in uh, 2018. Yeah. I think he's uh, top. The only question mark over him is his age, because that position demands a hell of a lot of lung-busting work. Yeah. But obviously, Conti knows him a great deal better than us, mm. and he, 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 has, he obviously thinks that that's not going to be a problem, so... Yeah, I think I, I agree with you. It's incredibly exciting to get a player of that calibre. Yeah. The next one, uh, Andy, when you look at the midfield, and the problem I always have with the midfield is for a long time we had Skip and Holbier in there. Skip then had this injury, was out for most of the season. Holbier, two seasons ago, played nearly every game and really struggled near the end of last season. You could see it because he was playing so much. Obviously, Benton Kerr came in. Did a brilliant job in Holbier. Holbier sort of unshackled him. You think some of the passing and stuff between the two of them. You've got Skip now. We believe everything's going to be fine for next season. Young player. One of our most improved players. But then again, if one of those three is injured, you then start going, oh, whatever. And what he's done is, you know what? I'm going to get another one. And I'm not going to get another one who could be quite good. He's gone to the Premier League and got one of the best players for a mid-table team who, uh, well, I mean, they beat us at the lane this season. I think this guy was man of the match. I'm talking, of course, of Eve Basuma from Brighton. What, what are your feelings about him? Uh, I'm glad you asked me that, actually, because um, my son and I were, we just went, yes, yes. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, uh, my sons as well. Um, Not only has this guy got an engine, good legs and an engine, um, uh, he's got energy, um, technique, and he can even nick you a goal. Yeah, he's got some really good goals. Um, He's he's quite pacey. What I like as well that we all know, guys, is we've bought... I think a very good player who has been in the Premiership now for what three, four seasons now. You know, he's experienced, uh, and also I think he's the nearest thing we've had. Again, it's only my opinion, but since Dembele, I think this guy uh, could really work for Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah, whether you're pairing with Hoybjerg or uh, Blanchard or even Skip, I don't know who you're pairing with, but for me, in that midfield, he has to be numero uno. This guy is, uh, as I said, he's got an engine, he can cover a hell of a lot of ground, and he can bite in the tackle as well. Um, uh, And as I say, he's got technique, and yes, you're right. Um, uh, You know, when we we, we got beat by him, uh, I thought he was uh, head and shoulders above everyone. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, I, I really do yeah. think uh, it's a good buy, whether it was 25 million mm. or 35 million we're paying for it. No, incredible bit of business. I hope I'm right. I think. Yeah. And then the next one, Theo, which, and okay, how many years have me and you on the Spurs show been talking about this effectively backup striker to Harry Kane? Now, over the years, we've had, well, Sardado before Kane, but we had Janssen. Uh, one can argue Lorente certainly the Champions League was a success, but didn't really do it in the league week in, week out when he did play. Came got injured. Some would have to play down the middle. Some weeks it would work. Some weeks it wouldn't. Uh, we had um, what was the guy that came in? Vinicius came in again, did all right, but never kind of oh great he's coming on and all that. And then Kane obviously last season, first season in a while kept injury free, but they've clearly looked at and gone this season in November. There's a World Cup, and Harry Kane if fit will be playing all these games in the World Cup and all that. Not only have they gone out and got a striker who can play in any position wide as well, they haven't got some guy from overseas. They've got a guy who's been in the Premier League for years, a guy whose stats are very, very good, a guy who's got a bit of devil about him, which I think Tottenham, if you ever say something about Tottenham, we don't moan enough, we're a bit of a soft touch, where things don't go our way, we're not really round the, the referee much. And we've gone out, and we haven't gone, oh, we're not bearing, we're, we'll, we'll get something for 15, 20 million. We've gone out, and if you believe all the reports with, with add-ons, we just dropped £60 million on the Brazilian number nine, Richardson. Incredible, Theo. Yeah, and it's funny you say the Brazilian number nine. I think he's the first choice Brazilian centre-forward as we yeah. speak. And so, yeah, again, I mean, these both these players, Basuma and Richarlison, are really hot pro- Premier League properties. And they're the sorts of players that we don't, we haven't always gone after. Yeah, we've always, we've tended to look for the backup to Kane, as you said, we've tended to look for bargains and it hasn't really worked out. Lorente was a veteran, you know, and Vinicius and Janssen were punts that didn't quite work out. This is, as you say, the complete opposite of that. This is a ready-made Premier League striker. He's only 25 as well. So even though he's had, he's got a few good years behind him in the Premier League, he's performed every single year for Watford and Everton. He's looked a dangerous, dangerous player. And the fact he can play right across the three is fantastic. And I think um, he will put pressure on all of those front three. I don't think, for me at the moment, that front three that we had at the end of last season was among the best forward lines we've ever seen. Uh, because Kuliszewski came in and was just absolutely blinding. He was just incredible. It just turned out, we didn't, let's be honest, we'd never heard of him. And he turns up. <laughs> we had him, no, we? I had, I had, I he had turns him. up. Yeah. He turns up and he's got, I mean, his stats mm. in that half season that he played are like better than, uh, he's in like the top three for assists and goals together. I think he's uh, something crazy like that. He absolutely tore up the Premier League. So the amazing thing, apart from all those attributes that Richarlison has, not least being Brazil's number nine, he can't, he's not even getting in this team straight away. He's got his work cut mm. out. You know, he's going to have to, you know, but, but as we've said, there will be rotation. Yeah. And the great thing about him is he can step in and play in any of those three positions and be a right nuisance. So again, so exciting to spend £60 million on a player who's not even guaranteed to start. That's what puts us in the league of Man City and Liverpool. Yeah. Because that's what they do. Absolutely. And Andy, I, I don't think it's really been, what, since the 80s that Tottenham have gone out and got, okay, Everton and, and uh, Brighton are, are pretty, you know, Everton's certainly established Premier League team. It's been since the 80s, we've gone out and got the best player from a couple of other top teams. We always get, we've gone out, Basuma, I argue, was Brighton's best player. 
Richarlison's oh, yeah. Everton's best player. We've gone out. We haven't haggled. We've gone out. They've, from what I can understand, we've we've gone out and and paid the money that the, both clubs have wanted, um, mm. which again well, yeah, is incredible. Yeah, yeah I, I agree completely. Uh, um, which um, comes. Oh, my idea of having uh, Levy's family are being held at Dunkirk. <laughs> uh, um, no, you're absolutely right, Mike. Uh, it, and uh, as Theo pointed out, that those two uh, buys, Carlson uh, and uh, Basuma, we're looking at two players here who uh, have got all that Premiership experience mm. as well. Yeah. It's what they bring. Um, so, yeah, I am excited. I am really excited, just like all other Tottenham fans are. I always hear, because you put it in my mind, Mike, when you said, you know, a manager could have a turn and he's off by January. And, you know, I don't know, he ends up decapitating in some horrendous car crash. It could all go wrong for us, but... um. I'm really excited, just as you guys are, yeah. um, as everyone is. I, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Here no, we and, haven't kicked the ball yet. So I mean, I, I, I yeah, think you're yeah, right. Yeah, you know, you know. Um, but uh, it, it is exciting. We have a manager here. I just, I said this to pals before, and uh, I think Conte now, guys, is not. We've got to have him. He's got to stay a couple of seasons now, extend his contract for us to build. You know, I, I, I really think he needs to. We've got him for a season, and isn't there an option for next I season? Believe, I believe there is. I believe there's an option. Well, I, don't you think, guys, that we we need him to stay to build something? I actually think this guy could seriously build. Well, I've heard something else. It, it, um, but Okay, let's do it there. Yes, I'm highly excited. Theo, the next one that most reports saying could be done this week is a loan deal. Now, you know, it looks like that Conte, like all big managers, want two top players for each position. Yeah. And one position yeah. that I think was a revelation last season was obviously Ben Davis, left side of a third of a three of the centre backs. A player that the season before, if you talk, especially on the Spurs show, you went players that would probably move on. Ben Davis is one you kind of thought would probably move on. An absolute revelation. I know he's played that position before in Wales. Uh, incredible. But it looks like we're going to get this guy, Longley, on loan from Barcelona. French uh, player. Um, my understanding is he did very, very well when he went to Seville. Uh, under a new manager at Barcelona. Hasn't quite worked for him. Made a few ricks. But clearly, again, it looks like um, I've been told it could be a loan deal and then an option to buy for just around £10 million. Uh, It's got to be worth it again, isn't it? I mean, this guy, you know, you, you can't be bad at Barcelona sign, yeah? No, it's absolutely. He's a class player. He's got plenty of French caps. You know, he's a... He's a class act, and he's but uh, and they're thin on the ground. It's a very specialist position that left of a three because it's really important that they're left footed. You don't want to shoehorn someone in there who hasn't got a left foot because that's about how you play it out of defence and everything. And so there aren't that many. It's a specialist position left of a three. It's not just a bit someone playing in a back four, mm. and and you need someone. So they're they're 
that's why I mean Davis is was born to play it. He plays it for Wales, as you say, and and he it was completely transformed by it because that's his best position. He's much better there than he is at a fullback because at fullback he's required to take the ball forward and distribute it, and he's no good at that at all. He's a very ordinary player, yeah. but as a defender, a left-footed defender, oh. Brilliant. And that's what Longley is. And that's why he makes so much sense. So again, you're getting someone ready made. I think he's about 27. Mm. He's not, he's not a kid, you know, mm. he's played in the Champions League a lot. He's played a lot of football internationally. Makes abundant sense. Well, again, I don't think he'll necessarily start ahead mm. of Davis. Yeah. I think they'll have a right good uh, battle. Those which, two. Is and that's what, which is what you want. That's what Conti wants. Also, as I said before, when you're playing Champions League on a Wednesday or a Tuesday and you're playing at the weekend in the Premier League, you kind of, very often you're going to you're going to you're going to pick from 16 17 players definitely i mean there's no way you you're not going to play the same 11 twice a week throughout that season especially if we if we get a run in the uh, champions league so yeah it just makes a lot of sense longley i like his name clement longley mm, sounds nice. like a character out of an old english mm. comedy played by terry thomas yeah. <laughs> bit of a cat i say i say yeah. it's clement longley <laughs> what the earth are you doing yeah, here absolutely uh and the last one that again has been the, the name we've been linked with right from last season uh a young fullback uh from middlesbrough on loan at Notts Forest, who got promoted very, very well. I only saw him in the cup games. Uh, I thought it was absolutely tremendous when they when they did the Woolwich. Uh, young player, um, we believe Levy's been doing this deal. There's been a discrepancy between about £5 million. Uh, but it looks like I think it will get done. Uh, Andy, young guy called Jed Spence. What do you know about him? Um, I Again, I don't mean to bring my son into it. We... we played them, I'm sure you remember guys um, from Middlesbrough in the Cup, do you remember that a couple of seasons yeah. back? Yeah. And we both, we both thought, who's that guy there? Who's, who's the ball back? Mm. Uh, he's having a good game. Um, uh, yes, he went for it. I don't know why, but apparently he fell out with a... Uh, Warnock, yeah. Well, we've all fallen out with him, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, one reason or another, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but, um, Look, um, Conti wants um, we're going to have wing back, so this is meant to be a source of creation, isn't it? Uh, and you know, uh, uh, yeah, I, he, you, you were right. I do. He, he had great cup games. Um, he's a young lad, twenty twenty one. Again, I've got to bring in the English quota, yeah. which we need apparently. Um, reading. Um, yes, I saw him against the Arsenal. Absolutely right, uh, Mike. That uh, he had Martelli in his pocket. Yeah, Martinelli. He had him in his pocket. Mm. He was a good player, I think. You know, got a bit of pace. Yeah, uh, played well against Liverpool as well. I thought. Yeah, uh, yeah I, 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 uh, I, I, I can see why done. we're going for him. I, I can see, but oh, um, he can occupy defence. So I can see why we're going for him. Wasn't there rumours that um, we put a 12 million bid for him in January, but they wanted 15, but now they're looking at 20. And that's what slightly annoys me about Levy is that, you know, there are those little opportunities. Yeah, I know what you mean. 20 is quite high. I mean, I think that's what's the reason they go. Well, well I'm yes, proving the Premier League, got but this is 15. it. You've got to... You've got to gamble. You've got to speculate to accumulate. Sometimes, um, and let's you know, yes, let's see if this one you, happens. You know, but yes, I, I, look, as I say, um, he's twenty-one. He's a London lad. Um, 
I think he could work. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, Theo, the, the one player that looks like, as we've recorded today, is not coming to Tottenham. I know a lot of Tottenham fans wanted him back and would give us a bit more creativity in midfield. Uh, Christian Eriksen looks like he's going to Manchester United now on a three-year deal. Did you want Eriksen back or did you think we've kind of, you know... I was 50-50 yeah, on was it, which too. means that... The, so as uh, when it's, given that it's 50-50, I was prepared to just go with whatever Conti and Paratici thought. And the thing about... Uh, I know he, I know when he went to Inter and Conti was in charge, they won the, they won the title that year. And I took, it took him a long time to get in the team. Yeah. Under Conte, but he did play a big role in them in the closing months of that campaign. But I look at Conte's. The, the amazing thing about Conte is more than any other manager I can ever think of. He has one way of playing, and that and and I could never see. Although it must have worked in in Milan, I couldn't see where uh, Ericsson really fitted into that way of playing. Because mm. in his way of playing, he's got two engine room high high energy midfielders. Uh, so we've got four of those now. They've got to be quality as well, obviously. I, I, and I, although Ericsson did get through a lot of work in his younger days, a surprising amount actually, he used to run a lot. Mm. But he's not. He's not tough. He's mm. not muscle. Yeah. The others, they they will all stick a foot in and they'll be intimidating. Ericsson's not going to intimidate anyone. So I can't really see him in that midfield too. And then you look, so then you think, well, he's he's so creative and everything. Do you put him in the three? But if you look at the three, they're all very very they're athletes. You know, I mean, not Kane, but Kane's a special case. But even Kane, I mean, Kane's pretty, you know, puts a lot, puts a shift in. But you look at the others are all hybrid. They've got a lot of running in them. They're, they're you know, and I, I just think uh, I couldn't really see Ericsson starting in that system. I, I, the only way I saw him being useful is if we need to unlock a defence with 20 minutes to go, we need a goal, maybe take one of the engine room guys off and stick him on there because we got a gamble. Mm. Uh, but I guess maybe they thought, well, it costs a lot. Although he's on a free, I mean, I think United have had money. to give him three years. Three years. They've deal. given him three so, years. He's Thirty now, isn't so, he, Ericsson? So yeah. he must be because it's a, because it's effectively a busman. He must be earning. It. Yeah, I, think I mean, on, they must money. they must have effectively paid twenty million quid yeah. when you tot up the wages and the signing on fees and all that. So I think they probably thought. Just for someone coming off the bench who can only play a lim- certain limited role, probably not going to be around for three years. It, they they kind of felt like it wasn't quite worth it. I mean, for sentimental reasons, it would have been great to get him. I do think he's a fabulous player. And for me, one of the greatest, you know, creative midfielders I've ever seen play for Tottenham when he was at his best. But I can understand why they passed on it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do agree with you, Theo. I, I think, again, going back to that Brighton game last season, I know everyone now calls it the low block. It's just deep defending. And when mm. teams do deep defend, and that particular game, some was heavily marked, came as heavily marked, yeah. you are looking for those midfielders to do stuff. And we don't, yeah. they didn't have the guile to do it. But again, yeah. that sort of special creative midfielder is difficult to find. They're normally the sort of absolute mainstay pivot of a team. We know mm. he likes to attack through the wing backs. And that's my only question mark next season. Those sort of games where it's very, very tight. You look at the bench. Who is it going to be that comes on? Uh, what Who is are we the lock do? picker? Who is the lock picker? It's interesting now. We yeah. brought in this set piece uh, coach uh, mm. who's worked with worked in Italy and, and various teams because I think largely our set pieces the last few years have been awful. So it'll be interesting what happens there. But I think that's one area uh, that we could still improve. And obviously, all these players coming in, players have got to go out now. My understanding is, although he could be back, Undombele 
is probably the big question mark. It looks like he didn't do very well at Lyon. Uh, they don't want to buy him. I think they're interesting on a loan. Tottenham interesting in trying to sell him. Do you see him going back on loan? Nundombele, Lo Celso, I think would probably end up permanently somewhere else. And then the other ones, obviously, Gil, I think, is probably uh, will probably move on. And then the main two, would you agree, probably Winks and Joe Rodon, another one who sadly never really got a, a decent run. Uh, and obviously, you look at the players in front of him and you go, oh, injuries aside, a few injuries aside, you know, you can see him in World Cup season being another one that possibly moves on. Yes. Um, yes, uh, uh, Rodin's uh, one of these um, players who actually loves to defend. Mm. Um, he's young, what is he, 23? Yeah, he's exactly young. Yeah, he's yeah, quite yeah, young. Yeah. Uh, you know, a current uh, uh, Welsh international, mm. going to go to the World Cup. So he's going to, you know, he's uh, going to get a lot of exposure. Yeah. Um, yes, I can see Joe... Um, being moved on and sold. Winks is the same, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, and on Belly, uh, oh, oh God, I, used to, I really had, I hope, when we got this guy, I thought, wait, wait, we might have a player here, you know. We were wrong. <laughs> <bit> of vision. <laughs> and I, and I think it was you guys, um, it was my podcast, and I was, um, there's this entourage uh, and has where uh, they always perpetually, you know, massage his ego. And I mean, this guy's got fitness issues, mm. huge fitness issues. I think if the game was 60 minutes, don't you think we'd have a world beater? Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. You know, he was on big but, wages. Didn't work yeah. out, but the fact he's gone back exactly. to Leon and it doesn't look yeah, like in a lesser league and hasn't really done it there either at Leon. No. Uh, so what does that tell you? You know, I, I can see a uh, bit like. You I think mean, that'll be Ber a problem? Well, Bergwijn looks like he's going to go to Ajax. We're taking a yeah. loss on him. It's looking like he's going for around. 24 25 million pound i believe yeah. he cost us 27 so we're taking a loss on him but theo do you think there it, it, it's going to be a big loss on on uh on Dumbello, who might not want to move on because obviously he's still on a long contract on big wages so probably another another loan move you think theo yeah i mean he's a big problem because we're yeah. stuck with him on those wages i think he gets 200 grand a week yeah and uh you know a contract's a contract what are you going to do so um yeah, nobody's going to pay 50 million quid for him, that's for sure. So if we can get him on a loan and get someone to chip in for a bit of his wages, then I'm sure that's what they'll do. Some people are saying today, but I think with tongues in cheek, maybe Conti with a close season with him, maybe he can reinvent him and turn him into something. Mm. But I don't know. I, 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 was, I loved him in many ways. When he did something good, it was so good. You just thought, oh. And I really had hopes for him. The season four last, when he was starting a lot of games, but I always felt they played him too deep. Mourinho always played him in the in mm. the two in front yeah. of the defence, and I always I never really understood why they didn't play him further forward in mm. the three because he was playing a four two three one. Why didn't he play him in the three? I never understood that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I don't know if that would have solved it. He was a, he was an absolutely infuriating player because the ability sometimes he'd have twenty minutes where he'd be just stroking it all over the place effortlessly. And he looked like by miles the best player on the pitch. He's popped one in the back of the net. And then he'd just be completely useless for the rest of the game. And for the next six games, he'd yeah. be bloody useless. So 
I don't know. I'd love to think we could get a tune out of him. He's a problem for them. He's a big business problem because to pay someone 200 grand a week who doesn't play at all is tough. And then to get anyone to make a significant contribution to those wages is tough. Yeah. And obviously to get anyone to pay. Alone, the only the thing about alone that there, there's an outside chance that he goes somewhere but it's, and, and plays well and that's, it has an impact and that gets his value back up. But the fact that he went to Leon, where he should feel at home and and happy, and he was and he failed to make much of an impact, that that would suggest this is a this is a, a busted flush. But I think the Lacelso one has gone on loan. I never rated Lacelso again. I know a lot of fans out there really raved about him, and I know he plays well for Argentina. Didn't do yeah. it in the Premier League, but he looks like he's doing well in the Spanish league. I think the Spanish teams, Italian teams, interested him. Yeah, well, I think he he's did... one that I think we will sell, and yeah. one could even argue make a bit of money on him still. Well, he he did make he did have a successful loan, and that's what I'm talk, talking mm. about. His value was 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 greatly diminished by his lack of impact at Spurs. Then he goes on loan to Spain, and suddenly in Spain he's 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 right back up there. His stock has risen. Same yeah. with Brian Hill. Yeah. I mean, they're both superstars in in Spain, mm. but they just couldn't. And, and I think with with Hill, uh, I'd, I'd be inclined to keep keep him and, and loan him again because his value really could go sky high. Mm. Lachelso, maybe now's the time to cash in. Yeah, maybe if we can get our money back on him, then then thing is, one thing's for sure, we've got a hell of a lot of players. We've got a hell of a lot of players, and a lot this of is clubs. It. This is clubs it. are going to know that we need to get players out, and that's uh, you know, and that is refreshing that that Levy is just take bitten the bullet and just gone for it anyway and brought players in. But it's going to be tough to get them out and get good prices for them, much tougher than it is usually for Levy. And the other player that we've all forgotten about that we bought and loaned back is Pape Matazar. Pape Matazar, yeah. also another midfielder yeah. who I think his team got relegated uh, that he was playing for. But he's another one that none of us have really seen. No, I don't know very... if he'll come in and be loaned out immediately, but you surely have a look at this player. Oh, yeah, highly yeah, rated. You could have five uh, five in midfield now in that going for that too. Yeah, and right. you know what? We might need that. I mean, mm. you look at Man City and Liverpool, you know, you need a lot of players, you know, in, in, in the amount of competitions we're going to be in. And, mm. and Saar... He's supposed to be great, isn't he? He's very young, yeah. so maybe, maybe, maybe the thing to do would be to get him alone in in England, mm. see see if he can adapt to English football first, maybe in the Championship or maybe even in the Premier League, probably, yeah. probably in the Championship. Well, look, it's early days, and uh, we're recording the show early July. There's a lot of players <laughs> going out, some more coming in. But let's go, and we haven't played a pre-season friendly yet. We've got the two games uh, in South Korea. we then got this bizarre game, this one-off game in Haifa in Israel against Roma. we then got the Rangers away, which I'm hoping to try and get up to the Rangers one. And I think then we start with this home game against Southampton. So we're still four weeks away from the season. But with the optimism with the players we come in, Andy, what is your prediction for next season? What do you think we'll do? Where do you think we'll finish? Will we pick up any trophies? Um, well, uh, we every chance of finishing in the top four. <laughs> yep. uh, look, just from a Lyndon Coleman perspective, I would take uh, top four, and seriously, I would take a domestic trophy, even if it's the League Cup, even the, the FA Cup. I would take that now if you gave it to me. And I just feel that under this manager, we... We could seriously do something. And um, can we maybe win a domestic trophy? 
I'd love us to win the FA Cup one more time, wouldn't you guys? Yeah, well, it's been and, incredibly you know, long, hasn't it, Theo? Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, just to see that. I also feel before I turn it over him, I think the players there, like Loris, like Kane, like uh, Dyer, uh, and uh, some Davis and that, who have been there six seasons or so. These players need to win something. I think our club needs to win a trophy. I don't care what trophy it is. Um, also, guys, I think we need to get that monkey off our backs as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, we've won one trophy in 20 years, so yeah. I'll take fourth and a trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Theo, what are your thoughts? Well, I agree totally. Winning, winning something would be great. I think we're good enough to be serious contenders in in everything that we're in. And I actually think that with Conti, he is, I think he's eyeing up a title bid. And mm. I think, you know, I've been saying to people for, for a while, since we got in the Champions League, I think we'll make a title bid. But I always have to proceed that with, don't laugh, but I think we're going to make a title bid. And at first, Theo, you're not drinking anymore. So this I'm come, not drinking this anymore. A good place. I haven't had a drink yeah. since well before mm. the end of last season. So I... Wow. And I, but I've got a rationale for it, and my rationale is this: he—that's what he does, Conte. He wouldn't have stuck around unless he thought he could do that. And we're now seeing that he's putting the building blocks in place to do that, right? That's. The, but also, you look at—you know—there was a piece in uh, who wrote it? it was someone very good in one of the broadsheets recently. I can't remember off the top of my head. Actually, made a case for a Tottenham title bed, and then in the final paragraph said, "Of course, Man City and Liverpool are too far ahead, but I still think they'll have a good season." I don't buy that. I think last season we took eight points off Man City in Liverpool. They couldn't beat us. The only reason they were way, way ahead of us is because, of course, they took way more points off the others. Yeah. Conti is building a team to take the points off the also-rans because that's what he does. He's building a machine. So then you say, well, if we take as many points off the also-rans as the big two, then it's only going to be about how we play the big two. Well, we took eight points off them. We're already able to do that. So I think, obviously, we've got to have a lot of luck. I try not to laugh as you say Don't this. laugh, as I said. <laughs> Don't laugh. Try not to laugh. I think we've got to have a lot of luck. We've got a bit of, the, the things can happen. I mean, that guy at Haaland at City could hit the ground running and score 30 goals by February. Now, that's going to be a, that would be a factor. There are injuries, of course, the World Cup. Who knows who's going to... We've got a few things we've got to fall. You just said it. You just said it, Theo. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, no. my, my son was saying exactly the same thing that you were. Uh, yeah, this could happen, that could happen. And we're kind of going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the World Cup got yeah. Who knows? Remember. And it's kind of like putting, putting a skid on everything. Yeah. And I, I, I dare say even City and Liverpool and Real Madrid, Barcelona yeah. and, and Bayern Munich and all these big sides in Europe are probably thinking, hang on a minute, there's only a World Cup in November. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like two seasons. We're going to have this mini break. Yeah. Well, guys, it, it, it just, don't you find it disruptive? Oh, that, of course. Not not just us in, yeah. Yeah, in yeah, South yeah, yeah. America. It, yeah. it's, it's all kind of you know, uh, we're watching the World Cup in a duffel coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Christmas tree in the corner. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's mad. No, and that that may be one of the other things we need because we Could need. Be a you remember, yeah, when Leicester won the won the title, 
they had some weird weird stuff yeah. had to go down. All the other big clubs had to have a really bad year, you know, and, yeah. and various weird stuff had to happen. Maybe this is the final. The other thing that we need is something weird just mm-hmm. to get us, you know, right up and over the line. Gosh. And, yeah. uh, you know, because it could, could who knows, it could work in anybody's favour and it could work yeah. against anyone. You know, hot, you know, they could have players come back. Liverpool City could have two or three of the best players crocked by it, and we 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 don't, or vice versa. Who knows? But it will be a it will be a factor, and uh, I think I'm I think Conte's more likely to concentrate on the league than the Champions League or any of the other cups. Even though I'd love us to see, to, as I say, as you said, Andy, I think it's really important that we win a trophy sooner <laughs> rather than later. An absolute emergency. Yeah, well, it's going to be a really exciting season. We can't wait. Andy, very, very quickly, in August, you're again at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Yes, uh, Tell yes. us quickly about your show and where fans right, yes. of the Spurs uh, show okay. can go and see uh, you. I'm doing a couple of previews, first of all. Uh, the, the, the show is called Baxter versus the Bookies, which is um, it's the fluctuating fortunes of a horse racing tipster. Right. And uh, matches all over Tottenham and football and uh, uh, a lot of sports. Horse racing's uh, always been quite dear to me in money as well as emotion. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, I'm doing it. Uh, I've got two previews on the 17th and 18th at the Hen and Chickens, Highbury and Islington. Highbury Corner. Bandit no, Country. Tottenham fans. Yeah. Bandit Country. Yeah. Um, and that's at seven thirty. I'm off to Edinburgh, uh, yeah, in August at the Gilded Balloon at uh, twelve forty. The wee room. Twelve forty in the afternoon. I'm assuming or twelve forty in the afternoon. Uh, in right. the afternoon, yes, lovely. They did offer me that uh, past midnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the late line. No, no, drop that out. I thought no. Well, lovely. But, um, yeah. Well, Spurs fans, get along to the previews of the Hen and Chickens or in Edinburgh and sidle over to Andy and talk Spurs with him after the yep, show. And I'm sure, you, I'm sure you'll share a pint with them as long absolutely. as they're buying. That would be lovely. Well, look, Andy, thank you so much for your time. Theo, thank My you uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, look, as I said, we're recording this early July. We've got four weeks to go. Who knows who's going to come in? Who knows who's going to go out? before uh, we, we kick off with these pre-season games. It's very, very exciting. Who knows? We'll, we'll certainly have another show before the season starts. Keep up checking out our top 10 Tottenham shows as well. Until the next time, Spurs. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.